Hey everybody, this is the BSN Avalanche Podcast presented by In We Go, Denver's best subscription that allows you to go to as many events as you can for only $39 per month with no additional costs or fees. You heard that right, no additional fees, literally hundreds of events for $39 a month. And here's where it gets good. We've partnered with In We Go to give BSN listeners a great deal. Go to inwego.com slash BSN or download the app for free and use promo code BSN50 when you subscribe to get 50% off your first month. That's right, all events in Denver for under $20 during your first month. Try it and fall in love with it like we all did at BSN Denver. Go to inwego.com slash BSN or download the app for free and use promo code BSN50. Now enjoy the show. This is the BSN Avalanche Podcast, powered by the BSN Denver Podcast Network. For the Colorado Avalanche, that's Matt Duchesne. Right now, news is breaking that he has been involved in a trade that has been completed, and it looks like they have pulled him off the ice here after just playing a couple of minutes to start this hockey game. The best Avalanche coverage in Denver. Fans have the puck again in the New York zone. Shot, score! Yes, who? Yes, who? Taking you beyond the ice and inside the locker room. Gerard didn't have a stick. The handoff in the slot broken up with a skate by Gerard. He broke up that play. Then he stopped it there. Oh, wow. What a play by Gerard. <laughs> and now, here are your hosts, A.J. Hafley and Adrian Dater. Ooh, I'm a rebel just for kicks Welcome into the BSN Avalanche podcast presented by In We Go, the subscription that can get you into almost any event in Denver with promo code BSN50. I am your host, AJ Hayfley, hanging out alongside Adrian Dater tonight as we are here uh, covering uh, the Avalanche Oilers game on Sunday night. You guys will be hearing this on Monday, however, so uh, that's not really relevant to any of this. Anyway, Adrian, how you doing tonight, my man? Yeah, pretty good. Nice first period. Nice to have a period where the, you don't feel like uh, jumping off a bridge uh, here for a change after the first period. So uh, 2 nothing Avs lead. Good, yeah, good uh, well, I guess since we're there already, let's just jump into it, my man. Uh, the Avs scored 25, 26 seconds into the first period. Uh, top line got out there, raced down to the ice, and uh, Miko ranted and banks home a rebound, puts it in between Cam Talbot's legs. Uh, I mean, is there is, is is there any breakdown required? <laughs> no, not much. Pretty, uh, you know, I mean, the Avs lost the draw, of course, and uh, puck goes back. But uh, uh, I believe McDavid did something with it and down not much with it, really. And then back they come, 26 <laughs> seconds. Yeah, nice goal. Cam Talbot kind of misplayed that puck. But, uh, you know, when the Avs get that close in line with that top line usually around the net usually good things happen yeah it was it was kind of it was kind of an odd play because uh the abs broke out and mckinnon had that puck just roll off of his stick and it got banged around and somehow ended up in uh, in landiscock's feet and they still entered uh they they still ended up entering the zone with possession and a little bit of speed and you know mckinnon ended up getting a getting a kind of a soft shot off and uh, it was good enough to, to to serve as kind of a pass off the pads for Rantanen, who uh, who poked home that rebound, and 
you know, maybe uh, one of one of the aspects of Connor McDavid's game that I would say is probably not all world is uh, his defense is ranted and beat him to the spot, beat him to the puck. And, uh, you know, helping having the wingspan of a pterodactyl certainly helps him in those situations. So uh, his he was able to, to, to beat McDavid to that puck and 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 poke it in. And that's a pretty good start, man. I mean, you're you're 30 seconds into the game and you're up one nothing. You've lost five in a row. You've been terrible on the road. Um, nothing's really been going your way. You haven't been able to score and you get a, you get a start like that. You gotta be feeling pretty good about yourself. Yeah. Well, it was exactly what the doctor ordered. And, uh, you know, the good news for the abs is they really didn't let off the gas too much, uh, rest of the period. Uh, you know, they, they played well, uh, you know, I think 15 shots on goal in that first period, maybe 13, 14 or 15. Uh, uh final total was 12 to nine in favor of oh, the abs. Yeah. Okay, so much for me hearing wrong that I, so, I thought it was thirteen to nine before the end of the period, and then I thought they got a couple more. Uh, yeah, uh, you know, not much given up by Colorado defensively. A uh, couple, you know, a couple McDavid burner mm-hmm. moves down the wing. Uh, almost got by Z on one of them, but not quite. Z kind of pinched it off just in time. Yeah, good defensive play by him to not allow him to get the step inside of him. Yeah, puck rolled on him a little bit too, so that helped. But uh, you know, the Avs took a penalty. Matt Calvert took a, a stupid penalty. Yeah, uh, in the offensive zone, right it after the goal a, too. Might have been a dive a little bit too, but the fact is, you just can't put your stick in the other guy's skates behind the net. Uh, you can't be reaching with your stick. He's been doing that too much lately. I don't know why. He's supposed to be a smarter player than that. Uh, you know, especially when he's supposed to be the Avs' top penalty killer, you can't be putting. When you're the top penalty killer, you can't put yourself in the box as much as he has. But, yeah. uh, but that was really the only negative of the period. Uh, oh, and the PK was great. Yeah, I mean, it was. Uh, I think Edmonton has been pretty bad, too, tonight. I'm sure they're getting quite a tongue-lashing the intermission there from Todd McClellan. But, uh, yeah, they have probably forced much of that. They, uh, you know, they just they had the puck more often. They were, you know, uh, and, the, you know, the bottom line's – actually had some good puck possession time. I mean, Vladislav Kamenev had probably, I thought, one of his better periods of the year that first period. Agreed. He looked really good that period. Tyson Jost had a block puck in the alone, <sighs> wide alone, wide open alone in front of the net after a brilliant pass by Kerfoot and fumbled the puck away. So that didn't make Grandpa Jost too, uh, too happy probably up in the stands. Hope there weren't any Grandpa Jost tears on that one. But, uh, you know... Carl Soderberg blasts a puck through the net, two nothing lead. Yeah, and you know what a what a play from Tyson Berry, jumping up into the into the neutral zone and leading the rush the way that he did. Yeah. Um, you know he he saw the open space in the neutral zone and he just went flying through it and he got the he got the feed from Calvert. You know drove the puck into the corner, stopped, cleared out space. Soderberg backed up enough that he was able to to, to separate from Nugent Hopkins and uh, blasted home that one timer. And I mean, hey, that's I mean that's that's great hockey, man. I mean that's that's a great goal. And even even you know looking at it from Edmonton's perspective, I thought it was defended relatively well. It's just a really good play uh, by Barry to drive uh, the way that he did and to clear out that space. Soderberg found a soft spot in the in the coverage, which is always going to exist. And, uh, you know, he backed up and, and just beat him with a, a low, hard shot that found its way through. 
Probably not a, a goal that Talbot's real thrilled that he gave up, although I'm not sure a goalie's ever thrilled about giving up a goal. Um, yeah, but so. it felt it felt a little bit soft, but, you know, it's it's in the net. It counts. The Avs have a 2-0 lead uh, after the after the first period. 12-9 advantage in shots. They've got all the uh, uh, advantages in the fancy stats as well. Um, I Could mean, have been 4-0. Dang, man. I mean, that's... That's the period they needed. Now, there has been a tendency from Colorado this year to have good first periods and then to heavily tail off after that. Um, you know, we saw them at home against Calgary. They had a 2 nothing game, and they, you know, that game could have been 3 or 4 nothing. And, you know, they, they just got worse and worse as that night went on. And so that's, I think, what they're looking to avoid tonight. They cannot have a repeat of that. Uh, at Edmonton, this is the kind of team that, you know they're going to be competing with for for playoff spots this year. Uh, they need they need to they need to find a way. And now now that they put themselves in a two nothing lead after the first period, you got to find a way to bring this home. You can't give up these kinds of leads and and not get points out of these games. Um, this is well, this is the kind of game they, they they've got to find a way to finish now. They have to win this game. Period. Yep. Um, no more giveaway games. No more collapses. They have mm-hmm. to win this game and come home and, and uh, start fresh at home. Uh, where they haven't played all that really that all that well either lately. Uh, yep. But, uh, uh, yeah, it could have been four nothing. Uh, Nathan McKinnon had a chance right on the doorstep there toward the end of the period too. Yep. Set up from Landeskog, a little wraparound move around the net, and he, I think his shot might have been tipped, but uh, I thought he had, I thought he had that one buried too. I thought it was going to be three nothing lead there. It was a great chance, but uh, you know, the best part of the period. Pretty good defense, you know, had the puck a lot, not not a bunch of lapses, um, not a bunch of bonehead decisions by defenders with the puck. Uh, pretty simple hockey, mm-hmm. making their forwards, uh, you know, not have to do too much coming back with stupid passes out of their own zone. You know, they're, they're, they're coming up the ice with the puck and generally uh, playing a pretty controlling game so far. So, but uh, it's 40 more minutes to go, so. Well, we will see what happens here the rest of the way. All right. Any uh, any last uh, any last thoughts here on the first period before we jump thoughts, out of here? Right? What's that? Last thoughts. Got to win the game. Look at the Minnesota. I would just we'll maybe get into this next later in the podcast. But Minnesota Wild. I mean, have you taken a look at the Wild's record? Yeah, they went five and two on their seven game road trip. They're eleven four and uh, one. They have they have. Uh, uh, or is it two? They, I think they have twenty-four p- points. They have seven more points than the Avalanche right now. How did? When did that happen? <laughs> In the last two yeah. weeks. As have got to win. I can't believe the Wild are here again ahead of them. That's unbelievable. The Wild. Bruce Boudreau must be the greatest regular season coach in NHL history, and I'm not even joking about that. His record is phenomenal in the regular season. His teams never lose in the regular season. Okay. Well, oh, okay. no, I'm, I mean, okay. I'm with you. I, <laughs> just, we, we, we went from talking about stopping the conversation dead. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> well, you caught me off guard. Uh, I was like, oh, any, any last thoughts uh, on the first period? And you're like, the uh, Minnesota just, Wild are yeah, amazing. No, I want to keep on that theme that, that this is just <laughs> getting crucial. They have to win the Yeah, so I mean, you, you cannot the tailspin. All right, let's see the second period and get ready for uh, the rest of the pod. Absolutely. We will be back after the uh, second period. Keep this one going. It's the BSN Avalanche podcast presented by In We Go.
Hey, BSN fans, your favorite Colorado Sports Network has partnered with your favorite Colorado beer, and we're giving them away for free. But in true BSN fashion, we're not letting you go to some major chain for it. We want you to go to your local neighborhood bar and support a real Colorado business. That's why we've created the bar page where any BSN subscriber can go in and get a free beer whenever they want. Just go to bsnbars.com and you can get one free Coors Banquet at any bar on that list. All you have to do is show the bartender the VIP image on that page in your browser and you can retrieve a free Coors Banquet beer at any of those bars. There are over 20 bars there. You're sure to find one close to you. It's bsnbars.com. Find a bar and get a free Coors Banquet on the house. Thanks for listening to the BSN Denver Podcast Network. The Sportsbook Bar and Grill is owned by Denver natives who love Colorado sports. I'm a big sports guy. I love watching sports. I love people's reaction to sports when it's a high-stakes game. No matter what's going on in the world, it kind of unifies people, and everyone seems to be a friend, you know, when you're at a sports bar. So, yeah, that's, that's the main reason I want to get involved with the sports bar. That was John Porter, part owner of Sportsbook. Him and his team pride themselves in creating a great environment for you to enjoy your favorite sports with TVs in every direction you look and so much more. Something that makes Sportsbook unique is not just a sports bar. We also have a killer menu um, with a bunch of, we got pizza burgers and melts and the combination of the food with the experience of of a Broncos game or an Avalanche game or a Rockies game. And having all that stuff packed into one, I mean, no one wants to sit at home by themselves and watch a game. You want to be around friends or you want to make new friends. You want to be full while you do it. And you also would like to have a few drinks with it as well. So with all the beers we have on tap and the diversity of our menu, there's no better spot to watch sports. You feel like you're in your house with all of your friends with you. If you're in the area, be sure to stop by the Sportsbook Bar and Grill today. And welcome back into a much more upbeat than previously uh, BSN Avalanche podcast presented by In We Go. I am AJ. He is Adrian. We are us, and we are here following a 4 nothing second period action here against the Edmonton Oilers. That was worded pretty poorly on my part. Uh, but the Avs, up 4 nothing after two periods. Uh, we talked about the first period there. AD... I guess I'll just kick this to you, man. What did you What did you think of a second period in which shots were even ten to ten, but goals were Colorado two to nothing? I mean, I think they're just smoking fools tonight. I mean, you know, I didn't think Edmonton was all that dangerous with their chances, and uh, Edmonton looks completely out of whack tonight. So good for the Avalanche to take advantage of that. Uh, Milan Lucic looks like the worst player of all time <laughs> right now. Uh, and uh, great, uh, really good start to the period. I think Edmonton, you know, got some late chances, but uh, great period. I thought uh, great goal by. I still, don't, I still think that's going to go to Tyson Jones for the third goal. I watched but, it a bunch of times and I never saw him actually hit it. Huh? But I, well, my initial reaction was the same as yours. Yeah. Well, either way, Kerfoot made uh, did all the hard work on that goal, regardless. And uh, Kerfoot's had a hell of a game, that's for sure, huh? He's, uh, There's a handful you know, of abs who have had a hell of a game. Yeah, I mean, um, then the great fourth goal, I mean, one of the prettier goals we've seen in a while was uh, Rance to Barry for finally Tyson Barry's first goal of the year. 4 mm-hmm. nothing lead. Uh, Barry, uh, plus-minus leader for the NHL defenseman. I know you love plus-minus, so AJ, why is he being so good defensively this year? 
Um, I don't know. I, I, I don't have an answer to that question. <laughs> Why is he being so good defensively this year? Um, it's his job. And, you know, I think he's, I think he has been better defensively uh, this year than in, in previous years. Uh, but I, but I, I mean, I don't know, man. I haven't dug into any kind of numbers on any of it. I haven't looked into any of that yet. Usually 15 to 20 games in is when I really start looking at that kind of stuff. I've just been lazy this year. Um, but, you know, I, I think defensively he has been good. And I think playing next to Ian Cole has actually been a really good thing for him. That's the that's yeah. the the best combination of uh, consistent play that he's gotten uh, out of a partner. You know, when he was with Zadorov, he had to deal with the ups and downs of Z. And so that that pairing could go any direction. But next to Ian Cole, I think he's he's got a, a reliable stay-at-home rock that can also move the puck and get involved uh, on offense. And I just, you know, I, I think it's, it's brought out the best in him defensively. And uh, I haven't liked his offensive game as much so far this year. And, of course, I go on Edmonton Radio tonight and I say that. And he goes out and he has a phenomenal night. You know, he's got a goal and an assist, and he's he's rocking and rolling, man. The hastily reverse jinx. Yeah, yeah. I guess my my magic power is bringing out the best in fools after they've not been playing well. What uh, what Edmonton station are you going tonight? I I should go back and listen to that. Uh, uh, TSN 1260. There you go. With with Struds and uh, Gregor? Uh, Not this time. I have been on with them previously. Uh, I went on with with Millard tonight. Probably, yeah, that's probably the weekend, dude. Well, I, it's funny you say that because I very often listen to Edmonton post game shows. Uh, they really have great shows. They have great callers. Uh, they rip the team to shreds when they play a game like tonight. So I'm actually going to be listening to that. I always find it entertaining. It's more fun when Struds does it, I think, Jason Strudwick. But uh, they, uh, the, the fans are going to, I mean, fans are really. <laughs> Fans are really ticked off in Edmonton for quite a while now. Yeah, I mean, did you hear them? They were booing them during that period. Oh, rightly so. I mean, Lucic signing is going down as one of the worst uh, in the last few years. I mean, Peter Shirelli and Mm -hmm. what tried to get back, you know, these old boys from Boston again, and that was a really horrible signing. Uh, He's just awful. He's slow. I mean, did you see the play where the blue line where, like, Lucic was coming back? I think it was on a delayed penalty, and Lucic just kind of gave up on the whole play. Yeah. And, like, lost. Could have frozen a couple pucks if he would a little more effort out of him. Instead, McKinnon just whipped in there and beat him and went around him like a pylon, and then he's, he's running around the rest of the period. Uh, terrible player. Great player back in the day. I mean, well, great meaning relative. He, for the Boston Bruins during the the you know early aughts, he was he was a very effective player. But he, man, as he slowed down, he just really can't play the game anymore. Yeah, uh, but he's the, the Avs are the Avs are just uh, you know taking advantage tonight. That's the good news. I mean, they they they're taking advantage of a, a bad team and hammering them, and they don't look like they're going to let up whatsoever. Uh, and, uh, geez, I, I actually feel safe to say that I think we got this one in the bag tonight. This is a much-needed win. And uh, come back now, get ready for Boston. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, but I yeah. know that, that that second period, certainly I'm um, feeling good about it. Um, 
you know, the fancy stats went in Edmonton's favor a little bit in that second period. But I mean, and it's going to be that way because the abs are going to sit back probably. Right. If now. you look at it, it only started after they got the four nothing lead. Yeah. <laughs> That's the fall of analytics a little bit. They should do it a little bit better based on situations. Well, they do. They have uh, they have they have all kinds of adjustments that they yeah, have. I'm just not I'm not looking at any of those right now. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, I, I just you know I still still I still a couple things tonight. I mean, of all the positives, it still frustrates the hell out of me watching the uh, Gabriel Bork play hockey this year. Yeah, he, uh, he just can't make a play. Uh, I agree. You know, God, he had the puck like alone in the f- front of the net, and he just decides to go behind the net for whatever reason, instead of putting a shot on goal. <laughs> I mean, Jesus, why do guys do that? <laughs> you know, there's actually uh, Matt Nieto is the only Avalanche forward tonight without a shot on goal. Well, that's not surprising since Matt Nieto has barely put any shots on goal this entire season. <laughs> so nice, got, got him. He was a healthy scratch for a reason the other night, right? He wasn't yeah. healthy. Oh, did they not list him as healthy? I thought he no, was. He has uh he has a, he had a lower body injury. Uh, he was okay. dinged up a little bit. All right. Well. Well. Yeah, he does uh, have the lowest shot rate of all the abs regular forwards. Yeah. By quite a bit. Um hopefully they don't uh do anything stupid here in the third and just Close this thing out. Uh, hopefully nobody gets hurt. Hopefully Edmonton doesn't try to goon it up too much, and yeah. then somebody gets hurt. No big yeah. hits, Ian Cole. We don't. Well, uh, we don't need to turn this thing around like Calgary. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't even think they can blow this lead tonight. I mean, guess I shouldn't say that as of my history <laughs> and also the Az recent history, but uh, I'm I'm going to go on record saying the Az pull this one out at pretty easily tonight. And if they don't, yes, you can all. <laughs> You can all let me have it, cause I, but I don't think the Gator Jinx could do anything about the Oilers tonight. They suck tonight. <laughs> yeah, uh, they have not looked very good. Um, unlike Carl Soderberg, who's a man possessed. It, yeah, Edmonton doesn't seem to have a coherent system uh, to, that I that I can tell. It's just kind of freelancing around offensively. It looks uh, like put good players next to Connor McDavid. Hope he does yeah. something brilliant. Yeah. That's it. And then the other three lines go out there and, you know, we'll see how it goes. And that's been the criticism of them from from the last couple of years. You know, Todd McClellan's still in the position of the coach. But, uh, you know, ramblings get a little louder with every game that happens like this. They did have a pretty good streak for a while. The Oilers went on the road, won some pretty good games, beat Nashville on the road. Um, But, uh, you know, been uh, sliding again lately. And uh, I don't know if Talbot was healthy when they pulled him out or was injured, but uh, I guess he stormed right down the tunnel when he got yanked. Yep, they uh, they showed video of him just took off. He, he yeah. was gone. Yeah, and I don't well, think Edmonton's uh, going to win very many games when uh, – so they have – let me see. What was it? 19 shots on goal? Yeah. And let's see here. 12 of those have come from Zach Cassian – Drake Kajula and Matthew Benning. Yeah. They don't have anybody else outside of those guys that I just named. Nobody else on their team has more than one shot on goal in the game. That's not a formula for winning. 
No. Like, it's no, great that no. Zach Cassian has four shots on goal. Drake Kajula has three. Matthew Benning somehow has five. But that's not how you're going to win when you're Edmonton. You're talking about pathways to success, win conditions, how are teams going to be successful. That's not it. Like, just no, straight up, that's that's not it. Whereas you look at Colorado, their top line rocking and rolling. McKinnon's got a couple of points, a couple shots. Same thing with Landis Coggin, Rantanen. Um, Barry, their top offensive defenseman, you know, has got two points tonight. Sam Gerrard has an assist. So, you know, they're getting they're getting scoring all through their lineup tonight. Matt yeah. Calvert with an assist. Carl Soderberg with two points and looks like just a goddamn animal out there. Uh, running around oh, like yeah, crazy pants. <laughs> uh Milan Lucic, by the way, just so people know that we weren't just making stuff up about him. Uh, 16 games played entering this game tonight. One goal, three assists, minus seven. Jesus. And uh, trying to look up his fancy stats here. Pretty Bad. sure not very good either. Well, and last year he only had a 34-point year. They're paying yeah. $7 million for that. And uh, let's see his contract. It's uh, I believe he's got five more years. Uh, I let me see. think four more if you count this year. Yeah, let me. I'm just double checking that. Or this is no, I'm sorry. This is year three of right. seven. Well, so right, so technically, yeah, four, four years plus left. this year, so almost five, right? Yikes! Good yeah, luck, he's got, uh, This year, and then the next four at a six million cap hit. Uh, that'll take him to age thirty. Five, and uh, yeah, good luck Edmonton with that. He's obviously a prime buyout candidate in like two years. <laughs> well, I mean, I went thinking this summer. Oh yeah, and then put his put his contract on the books for eight years. I'm not doing that. I mean, what All else right. do? third period. Third period's about to get underway, so let's go ahead and jump out of this segment, and uh, we'll watch the third come back, wrap up what hopefully will be an Avalanche win, and uh, start looking ahead to Boston. Yes. Yes. All right. We will be right back. This is BSN Avalanche Podcast presented by In We Go. This episode on the BSN Podcast Network is brought to you by Total Beverage. With more than 70,000 square feet between their Westminster and Thornton locations, there's literally no drink you can't find. I love Total Beverage. I go there probably once a week. That's BSN Sales Director Lindsay Sauer. She's a regular at Total Beverage. I know when I go in there that I am going to get uh, the best bang for my buck, hands down. And if you can't make it in the store, don't worry. Just go to totalbeverage.net and place an order online. I have also taken advantage of their delivery service. They always give me, um, you know, an hour window. I don't have to wait around all night or all day. And make sure to like the Total Beverage Facebook page to see weekly specials. Remember, for wine, beer, spirits, go to Total Beverage. Welcome in third and final segment here, the BSN Avalanche podcast presented by In We Go. I'm AJ Hayfley. He is Adrian Dater, and we are now here officially after the Avalanche broke the five-game losing streak with a 4-1 victory over the Edmonton Oilers tonight. Uh, when we last talked, it was 4 to nothing going into the third, and we were, hey, they need to finish strong and blah, 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 blah. Edmonton got a goal about halfway through. 
Uh, looked like a deflection on a shot from Adam Larson. We made fun of Milan Lucic last period, so naturally he had to pick up a secondary assist on that goal. And that was about it. Uh, a couple minutes later, Edmonton got a power play off of a questionable call on Gabe Landeskog daring to breathe on Connor McDavid at neutrals in the neutral zone. And uh, that put them on the power play, and boy, did it come close to being 4-2 and getting real interesting. But Semyon Varlamov made a big save with the, the left pad on Leon Dreisaitl, and from then on, it was pretty much smooth sailing for the rest of the game for the Avs. AD, did you have anything to add on a third period? That was pretty ho-hum. Pretty much repeating myself <laughs> from the first two segments, but... Uh... You know, you do. I, I mean, Edmonton got that goal. The problem was it was, you know, under 10 minutes ago in the game. I never was even worried when that happened. Or if they'd even scored and made it 4-2, I wouldn't have been worried. Only six, seven minutes to go. Uh, Varley made that great save on Dreisaitl, though, to keep it that one, that 4-1 game. And uh, that was absolutely it. Uh, solid win. Solid win. Uh, you know, I guess I could probably say it's probably one of their very first like wire to wire 60 minute games that, that, you know, very few they really had this year that have been just dominant. I mean, the Buffalo game probably in that category, uh, probably missing one also, but uh, you know, I know they beat uh, Minnesota pretty handily on opening night, but uh, yeah, 60 minute wire to wire to win tonight. Nice to see finally spray streak and, uh, Absolutely had to have it. So they got it, and uh, mission accomplished. Now back home, on to Boston Bruins. Uh, Yeah. Pretty much, man. I mean, I don't really have a whole lot to add for, on that. The Avs, I mean, they were the better team throughout. Uh, well, let, let's ask ourselves a couple questions, though, uh, from this. Should, should Joe st- still stay on that second line no matter what going forward? I mean, we've seen enough experimentation. Yes. Joe's her foot. I mean, it has to stay together for a while now, don't you think? Yep. There's no more experimentation. We don't want to see no more Marco Deneau on second line. No more, you know, Kamenev trying to play with guys every other night, uh, mm-hmm. second line here, fourth line there. Same with Jost. I think I think Jost is your your man, sink or swim, second line center for the very foreseeable future. Uh, and I thought he was fine tonight. He did muff that puck. First period, the kid still squeezes his stick, I think, offensively. But uh, <clears throat> he had a good game, I thought. He also four checks a hell out yeah. of people, which I don't think he gets enough Agreed. credit for. So, uh, yeah, keep keep Joe and Kerfoot mm-hmm. together, right? I mean, Colin Wilson still – we still don't really have a second line right winger on this team. I thought team. Wilson was fine again. Some I nights, think he's – Some nights we do. Some nights we – most nights I, I we think don't. he's earned that job. Uh, I, mean, rel- I mean, it's all relative, right? You're not looking at Colin Wilson and saying he's a top-line – or a top six right wing on very many teams. But on this one, he is one. And I think deservedly so. They put him in that spot. I think he's played well there. I don't think he's done anything to deserve any kind of a demotion. He's been one of the more steady, reliable guys for them in in, in a lineup that hasn't given him a whole lot of that. You have a pretty good idea of what you're getting out of Colin Wilson on every night. And if you happen to get one of those nights where he finds the back of the net, then, hey, man, I mean, it's gravy. But... I, I like his game, and especially if he's going to be next to Joasted Wilson. He plays a little bit of a heavier game that they really need some help with. And 
Uh, I think I think he deserves that spot there. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to argue too much with you here. Uh, I'm not a big, huge Colin yeah. Wilson fan, really. I mean, but, it's hard uh, to be. He's, he's, like you say, it's kind of, we're running out of options here. We've pretty much tried other people and it hasn't worked out at all. Uh, so back to back to that second line that we started the season with. And let's, let's just think or swim with that. I, I, JT Conford's absence still continues to hurt. Yeah. I mean... Could he be the second line right winger that I'd want? Probably would if he was healthy and playing well. But uh, I don't know. I just uh, the key is for me just to keep Joe's there. Don't don't focus on his numbers as much. Just just let him play his way out. Let him play hockey. Let him play you know in a flow. Uh, and and uh, I think good things will happen there. So yeah, uh, you know the top. You know I think that I think that this you know. I think we're also exper- done experimenting probably with any kind of Mark Barbario uh, additions. I mean, yeah, you give you give uh, Nemeth a night off here and there, I guess. But, I mean, the top six defense is absolutely solidified now, uh, especially with the top four. And, uh, you know, uh, so, uh, you know, I'm, all, I'm definitely more, uh, you know, positive about this team when they when those bottom nine can do some stuff like they did tonight uh, I'm always going to be worried about this the bottom nine moving forward it's not good enough in my opinion but uh you know uh gotta make do with what you got hopefully comfort comes back hopefully and uh you know it's still a still pretty positive situation moving forward this was a horrible five games streak though that they had and it, it's going to cost them. I mean, you can't go through five, six game losing streaks in the Western conference uh, much at all. You can maybe afford one of them during a the year, but really I would say probably two is probably fatal. I mean, if you did ran the numbers, you're not going to be in the top eight when you lose five, six in a row twice in a season in the Western conference. I mean, look at this conference. It's such a bear. Yeah. So, Get it, got it over with tonight. Got to, got to get a uh, couple home wins. I, I think coming forward, uh, you know, they're gonna go back on the road after this next week. Off to California, where you just never know how the Abs are gonna play, and uh, so gotta, gotta take advantage to get that win, especially on a Wednesday night against the what should be a very good Boston team with a very good first line themselves. So it's gonna be fun, I think, that night. Uh, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to it. Um, I think tonight there were, there were a lot of positives, a lot of good things, a lot of good feels. Uh, you'd like to see them maybe keep up the intensity after the first period. Um, I don't, I don't like, I don't, I don't, I don't like seeing Edmonton tilt the ice the way that they did. Um, but it, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't a, in a lot in, terms of high quality chances. So it's not that big of a deal. Yeah, you really think they pulled the ice too much? Um yeah, I mean it's you know, the Avs the Avs ended up with a lead in shots and they played the kind of low event third period that you see good teams always try to play. I mean we watched Nashville do it to Colorado a couple nights ago where they geared everything down and they tried to play uh, a 10 shot third period, you know. And uh, the Avs just did a fourteen. Had just had a fourteen shot third period. So um, I think that was. Yeah, I don't think you built 
oriented towards the Edmonton at all in that game. Um, I mean, it was, but better. it's it, it wasn't in a meaningful when? way. Is what I'm when? saying. When? Okay. So, like, it wasn't when? it wasn't in terms of like scoring chances and like like really like dangerous opportunities. Uh, the Avs did a like, good job of limiting that. A lot of what Edmonton produced came from the outside, uh, not very dangerous areas. So you can you can live with that. That's fine. Um, but I would I would like to see them play a full sixty minute game just to see if you know because it's it's so rare to see those. Um, but ultimately, hard to it's hard to really complain about too much tonight, man. I mean they they got the lead twenty six seconds into the game and never really looked back. You know. Yeah. No. They. And I think, you know, we we overuse that 60-minute game thing a little too much. You're never going to dominate an NHL team from start For to sure. finish. They get played millions of dollars over there. Uh, but, uh, you know, the point is they, they, they just seem dialed in tonight. They finally got off to a good start in a game, which hasn't happened in a, in a while. So uh, that's always the key to, you know, obviously in hockey, I think the numbers go up astronomically if you score the first goal. I think it's 60 to 65% win percentage. Uh, the, you know, according to, you know, natural stat trick has scoring chances at 53, 48 in favor of Edmonton, which but high danger, 52, 47 for the Avs. Uh, I think some of that was just situational play in the third period that didn't really matter. Uh, the Avs did sit back a little bit at times probably, but that's just, that's the way hockey goes. So that's the way coaches do it. Uh, I don't think this when the game actually was on the line in the first two periods, I don't think, uh, you know, I don't think the Avs uh, gave them a whole lot. No, they like, didn't. Too much. A couple chances here and there, but that's 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 why they have, you know, they paid Connor McDavid $12.5 million on that team, and he's pretty good. Yeah, well, I mean, they paid Connor McDavid $12.5 million, and I think Connor McDavid had two shots on goal. Yeah, no, they they finally played probably their best game ever against yep. McDavid that I've ever yeah, seen. Yeah, McDavid he has always owned them. And, uh, he did not tonight. They shut him down. So that was a first tonight, and that was nice to see for sure. Yeah. I mean, Big Z with the, kept him to the outside on that dangerous, you know, run down the wall in the first period. Uh, you know, yeah. that's, that's exactly <laughs> – that's exactly what they have not done before. Coming into tonight, McDavid had 15 points in eight career games against the Avs. <laughs> well, yeah, he does that almost everybody. But yeah, that's actually that that's the second yeah, highest of any of any team in the NHL. The only one higher was uh, Anaheim. Yep. So, uh, wow. Given they're not in a division, know, a couple, that's pretty telling. A couple things are still dry. Come from the game. I mean, we're 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 positive. We're fun. We're 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 in a good mood tonight. Uh, a couple niggling things still drive me nuts uh, on some things. Nathan McKinnon, uh, power play, uh, play of late, over oh, stick handling too much, passing too much. Uh, what happened to the one timers on the left circle? That yeah. So higher percentage play than him dangling with the puck and then dishing it back to Barry at the point. What you notice about? you notice the second power play unit scored tonight and they are all business. Yeah. Like those guys yeah. go out there and they are not messing around trying to look for the perfect shot, make the perfect play. They go out there and they yep. just create scoring chances. 
They go out there, they look for the shot they're looking for, and they take it. And the first unit is trying to get too cute. And look, the Avs power play is like seventh or eighth in the NHL. So it's not like it's an enormous problem here, but there's definitely a disparity in how those teams are going about their business. And I think that top unit could maybe watch some tape of the second unit and say, ah, is that how that's supposed to look? Okay. You've got a great one-timer. You've got a great shot. Use the damn thing. Uh, McKinnon's driving me nuts right now with his dangling and his, uh, you know, refusal to shoot the puck. Yeah, it seems like uh, instead of that, he's instead of taking the one timer, he has decided that he's going to stop the puck. He's gonna yep. he's gonna deke back and forth with it real quick a couple yep. of times. He's gonna try and get the goaltender to commit to something, and then he's gonna try yep. and hit a hole because he's gotten away with so much of that in the last year and a half. We've seen him do that tons where he. He does the quick dangles, and then he fires a quick wrist shot, and it's really difficult for goalies to pick up. But that's really only the case when he's moving. When he's standing still like that on the power play, Yeah, he's not moving. He's not he moving the goaltender's well. eyes. The goaltender's yeah. in a set position, stationary, yeah. facing him already, and it's not it's not working. He's not beating anybody from that. Uh, if you look yeah. at his, his goals this year on the power, it, that, that's not where he's – getting them they're, they're it's not producing anything uh and he's not getting rebounds that are ending up in the back of the net either so it's it's not working for him i think he needs to just go back to he and ranted in both just go back to hey fire it man like tyson Berry's the guy with the aggressive mindset right there who's who's not shy about shooting the puck when he has the opening and the two guys on the wings are kind of messing around in all respect to tyson Berry. I'd rather have Ranton and or McKinnon taking those one-timers than TB4. Me too. Me too. Me too. And I don't know why he's not doing it, but it's it's driving me nuts a little bit. And he cost himself probably a point tonight by too much of that. Uh, uh, yeah, it's weird. You look at the plus minus. I've been catching up on natural stat trick here in the last couple minutes while listening to you and also doing some reading. And uh yeah, the, the courses were terrible, really, for a lot of ass players tonight, which, gosh, makes me question if even some of these are right, though. I mean, really was, 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 uh, gosh, let me, let me just double check. You know, was Nikita Zdorov really 8 4 and 20 against, uh, uh, or am I getting that player wrong? No, you got uh, it. Those, those are his 5v5 numbers. I, well, and I gave him a B. I, I thought Z was really good tonight, so. Yeah, there's other guys like Kerfoot, Jost, you know, pretty bad Corsi numbers that I didn't boy, I didn't really think that during the game. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's a danger with Corsi, you know, a little bit too much sometimes. The situational can can skew it. But, you know, if those are the numbers, those are the numbers. Uh, the Avalanche did have the avocados on the heat map tonight, though, uh, in front of the net. While, uh, while the Oilers were a sea of tranquility, aqua blue, in their heat map, the Avalanche had the avocados in front of the Oiler net, which, which is what you want. Yeah, and you know, you look at where they were getting a lot of their shots. I mean, from that blue line is, I mean, that's way that's a lot. Yep. So, and if people wonder what the hell I'm talking about about an avocado, just uh, if you look at these heat maps, <laughs> yeah. which Natural Static does, uh, they do where shots are taken from, quote unquote heat map. Uh, Green and sort of reddish brown are good hot heat map shots in front of the net. It looks like an avocado. So that's what the Avs had tonight. Avocado. I think we have a new saying. <laughs> it's it's something anyway. 
Um, it does. It looks like an avocado. Uh, I know. I totally agree with you. I mean, you mentioned it to me one of the one of the home games we were working, and I thought that it was hysterical. Yeah. So, uh, AD, yeah. any any final thoughts um, tonight? Well, uh, this is this is the Monday win, show. Remember, good solid win. Uh, great to great to you know get this. I uh, can't wait to listen to the Oilers radio post game show, and uh, we will uh, we'll be back. Uh, you know. Back at it probably Tuesday. Probably Abs will take Monday off. So yeah, uh, and we have to be a total bev tomorrow. So we'll have to come up with a fun show. Oh, we're doing total bev tomorrow. Yes. Okay. All right. Well, I guess I won't have to drive far. Yeah, no big deal <laughs> for you. Uh, yeah, no, good win, and uh, let's move on to uh, to the next game. Practice Tuesday, I'm sure, and uh, we'll be in the room writing feature stories mm-hmm. and uh, back out of the press box Wednesday night. And you will be you'll be on the next road trip in LA, so I'm looking forward to that. Oh, me too, man. R&R while you chase the team around on the road, and uh, we'll uh, we'll be doing it upright for the BSN subscribers. Yeah, very very much looking forward to getting on the road for the first time this year. Absolutely. All right. Well, and I'm looking forward to that happening as well. <laughs> like, airplanes, man. I can have, I can just take them. I can leave them now. You know, I can just yeah. Ugh. Um. Okay. All right. Well, good, let's go ahead and uh, check out our uh, check out our. Well, I guess they're not going to hear this till tomorrow, are they? So right. I was going check out our recap tonight, our observations and grades, and all we you know. People know what we do for sure. Yeah. We keep it pretty, right. pretty. We keep it pretty consistent. They uh, they have good expectations from us. So we are nothing if not consistent. We yeah. We flood the zone after most every game with content for sure. Tonight was the. All right, AD. All right. I'm gonna pay some bills and then we're gonna get out of here for the night. So I have to tell you guys about a really awesome deal for our BSN listeners. You already know the Total Beverage has the most liquor in Colorado at the best prices in Colorado. But now they're delivering to anywhere in the North Metro area from Wheat Ridge to Erie. For a limited time, Total Bev is offering $10 off $50 purchase on their website and app. Use the promo code BSN10 to save $10 off your $50 order for all your holiday parties and have it delivered to your door. Download the Total Beverage app and use promo code BSN10 for $10 off your next order. That's promo code BSN10 on the Total Beverage app. For ten for ten bucks off your next liquor delivery today. I am AJ Hayfley. He is Adrian Dater. We have been the BSN Avalanche Podcast presented by In We Go. We will see you guys tomorrow.